Back with you, A1 and Turkey Bacon, Hour 3, T-Row in the Morning Show on this Thursday, Feb 16. It's going to be cold today. It is cold today. Beautiful day yesterday, Teach. I'm sure you got out. How many miles did you walk yesterday, Teach? A little under four. Didn't quite make it to four. Uh, needed to get back home, but uh, right on. Great job, though. Pounded the pavement. You were out there. You were getting the job done on a very nice day. Today, not going to be a very nice day. No, 39 no. are high and windy. Uh, it's going to be yucky out there today. Uh, so, anyway. By John, the way, do you, do you have a, I've started yeah, uh, looking for change now on my walks just because of you. Good for you. N- good for never you. found anything. No, nothing. No, some people are good at it. Some people aren't. <laughs> um, John, where did you fall on the whole um, somebody else putting their poop in your trash can debate the other day? Oh, mm-mm. You're against it. You're yeah. anti it. No, you got a bag. They, they got, they got doggy bags for a reason. You got to carry that stuff around. So. You just carry it back to your own house. Yeah, come on. Right. Let's have some. TJ, dec- that's a win for you. That's a win Let's for have me. some decorum. They, we live in a civilization. You know, we live in a society, and that seems like that would be one of the walls of breakdown. When that starts happening widespread, it's Rome. It's the fall of Rome. <laughs> very good. We won't linger on this no. topic, but. Uh, very good. Hey, TJ, if you're ready, I'm ready to read the news. Okay, here, let me, uh, I'll be ready in just one second. I'll set that up again. TJ, if you're ready, I'm ready to read the news. In the news and these messages. Next, another interesting story that's in the news. I feel like that needs to be tightened up a little bit, Teach. Well, that's how the original was done, and there's yeah, that I know. gap I feel there. Like so. it needs to be, yeah, I feel like it needs to be tightened up a little <laughs> bit. Um, we are one day away from OU softball back on the field. They are headed to Waco. I assume today they'll be traveling. Uh, surely today they're traveling down. But they start back up tomorrow, number one ranked, two-time defending national champion Sooner softball team in action tomorrow in Waco against Longwood. That'll be a 12-30 game tomorrow on Friday. Two games Saturday for Patty Gasso's team. They'll play Stephen F. Austin at 12.30 and the United States Army at 5.30. And then it all wraps up with a Big 12 showdown on Sunday, a non-conference Big 12 matchup with Baylor. That game will be at 2.30. So four games this weekend for Patty Gasso's team down in Central Texas. Um, if, that's, if that's 28 innings, right, if they played all games to – Seven innings. Is Seven 20, times four, 28, yes. 28. What would you put the over-under on innings played in those four games? Great question. Okay. Um, so we got to have a minimum of 20. 
So it's got to be somewhere between 20 yeah. and 28. If I if I put the over under at 22 and a half. I'll take the over based on early evidence. I think they've only have they only had one run rule so far? Did no, they have two on that It's just those weekend? first three the first three teams though make me think those could be run rule situations. Yeah, and it is possible that Patty really got after him for having to play so many innings out in California. She does well, her not job's work. on the line. I mean, come on. She yeah. doesn't want to work that hard anymore. Let's so face are you it. Taking she the wants under? to work five innings. Uh, yeah, I think. I, I, yeah, I do. I think. I think you say seven innings against Baylor, six, six, and six. What would that be? Eighteen and seven. Yeah, you're over at that point. I guess you're over. You would maybe be, be twenty-three and a half. You can only be a have one game go seven, and the others have to be five-inning run rules to keep it under twenty-two and a half. Yeah, maybe the number's twenty three and a half, and you take the under. But it could be a lot. It's going to be a. It's going to be a lot. They're You've good. Given They're us good. something to keep an eye on. That's where we are with the softball team. There was not. What is the over under on wins this weekend? No, no that's it silly. Was, <laughs> What are we talking about? about? Innings that will be played. I can't wait till we go to the SEC and our softball team gets to play real teams. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. Ouch. Thunder win last night. All-star break time for them. They have hit the all-star break now with a 28-29 and record. Is that an NBA team Houston's fielding right now, by the way, Teach? That was embarrassing. 133-96 the final. Thunder 28-29. They are right now the 10 seed in the West. If the playoffs started today, the play-in matchup would be the Oklahoma City Thunder against the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. Now, Dallas hasn't figured it out since the trade. So, Three straight losses. What's going on with Kyrie and Luka? Um, well, they've just lost three straight. So they've both played well. It's just things haven't – I mean – Obviously, they're missing some pieces that got shipped off to Brooklyn and stuff. So they're there's is a there any curve there. infighting? Doesn't seem like it. No, doesn't seem All like right. it. Yeah, that's good. They just that's lost. Good. Yeah. This could potentially be good news here, TJ. In a bad situation, but I don't know if you've heard. Have you heard about the uh, pending bankruptcy of Bally's? Yes, and I'm hoping for it. I'm hoping that whole thing gets <laughs> shut yep. down and destroyed. <laughs> Strong agreement. <laughs> the impending bankruptcy, it's actually Diamond Sports Group, which is the company that owns the Bally's regional sports networks. So uh, Thunder Games are on Bally's. OU, games, o- OU shows used to be on Bally's. Uh, Texas Rangers games, TJ, on Bally's. Yep. Uh, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred, though, who you do not like at all, has said, don't worry, Baseball fans, in the worst-case scenario, baseball, Major League Baseball, is going to step in and continue to carry everybody's games for them. Um, Diamond Sports Group announced Wednesday it's skipping February's $140 million interest-only payment that it owns. They are headed directly toward bankruptcy. It is looking bleak for uh, uh, Bally's. However, as a part of what could go down, TJ, we got the possibility here that we're going to do away with these blackouts. That's that's the solution, and it's easy. And that's why his little dance yesterday and his comments, 
Like he was trying to act like, oh man, I've been in my office locked away trying to come up with all these contingency plans. That's that's what I do is think about what if this happens. Okay, here, here's an idea. It's simple. Get rid of your blackout, you idiot. It's simple. You've got MLB TV. You've got a network. Get rid of the blackout, you moron. It's not hard. Well, it's a little more complicated than that. But ending the blackouts uh, uh, definitely could have it. Diamond Sports Group's unraveling could open an opportunity for MLB to take control of all its rights and potentially end blackouts once and for all, which has long been a central focus for the league. Uh, But going direct to consumer would not allow MLB to match the money it currently generates through the cable model. That's the problem right there. You can go MLB network to everyone, but it it takes away the free cable access for everyone if you do that. So you've got a streaming model or you've got a pay model, and you wouldn't have the current free model that a lot of people enjoy, obviously, which would anger them. But you could, at that point, do away with blackouts, which I, would be fantastic. I keep my cable for one reason and one reason only. Texas Rangers games on Bally. So they make money off of me. Yeah. So you're saying if if uh, they go to MLB Network only, you get rid of cable? Uh, most likely, yes. Yes. If I That's can get through I, my DVR, there's a lot I of got, stuff on there. I got I got rid of cable when OU went to ESPN Plus. No more cable at your house. YouTube, yeah, YouTube TV. We talked about this, so I don't yeah. get the Bally's. So I don't get the Thunder Games right now, and I have to – consider getting the Bally's app, which yeah. I still haven't made that decision yet. But, um, yeah, no, there's no reason to have cable. Because the problem is when you do lose Bally's, it's not like your bill's going to go down. You know, you're not going to get like no, a cable bill. No, they're not, not giving a, a discount. discount no. <laughs> right. Cox, Cox and DirecTV aren't giving you a discount when you're when they drop Bally's. So, you're, you know, they're, what, you're running out of reasons to have it. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on that story as it unfolds. But maybe these long, frustrating blackouts that Major League Baseball fans have been enduring forever. When my Cincinnati Reds play in Kansas City, I can't watch the game because, or St. Louis, because heaven forbid I won't go purchase a ticket if, uh, if the game is actually televised in Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> it's just got a funny text about you, TJ. Um, okay, what do we got? We're in the news. Oh, hey, we Tell them sad- to shut up. Just text them back, shut up. Uh, isn't TJ now very grateful he got ESPN Plus, it says. Yes, he is. Uh, we had sad news in the world of entertainment yesterday, TJ. Raquel Welch has passed away at the age of 82. How do you, TJ, how do you uh, describe Raquel Welch to the younger generation? va va Modern, uh, what would be the modern day equivalent, you think? Um, who are Not the top for, models is right now? Beyond our generation. I mean, she was 82 years old. But in our parents' generation, mm-hmm. Raquel Welch was who? Um, I don't know if there is an equivalent. Jenna Ortega. That's who all the kids, uh, the uh, young males like now. Oh, so, But that, uh, I mean, not the same. Not the same. This is the poster that, what was it, a doe skin bikini? Is yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. That uh, everybody that had. would have been that before our a, time, even yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, way before our time. But she passed away at the age of uh, eighty-two. One of uh, the first Hollywood sex symbols, Raquel Welch. 
And finally, TJ, we have had a thief that has struck. Uh, how do you feel about the Cadbury egg? <laughs> about the same as the peeps. It is one of those things that uh, I will be honest. I have never had one in my entire life because it looks so disgusting that I I kind of um, dry heave when I see someone eating one, so I will never place one in my mouth. They may be delicious. I just can't do it. The thought of it what, grosses me out. What looks gross about it? Just the thought of a fake candy egg cream inside, inside of, of it. chocolate. Yes, it just grosses me you out. Do you like the Cadbury egg, John? I always wanted to like the Cadbury egg, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I figured that that's the candy you're supposed to like. Sure. And then you would try to, I would try to eat one, and I'd get about halfway through, and I'd want to gag because it was just too much. It was, it's too much. <laughs> too creamy. It's too much. And you start to like, almost want to like. You re, your body says, I, even as a kid, with all the sugar and crap that we ate as kids, right. it was too much to eat. There would always be like half-eaten Cadbury eggs at my house growing up by the, me and my siblings, and it was like we can't do it. It's leaked onto the counter no, a little bit. So, and yeah, and so now as an adult, I'm. I'm not, like, completely grossed out by it. Like, I still think I buy it for my kids and just, like, check to see, is there any way they finish it? And they don't finish either. So, I, I you know, I don't it's know. It's almost their season. Easter's right around the corner. Big Cadbury egg time. Uh, Dateline London, a man who prosecutors said broke into a U.K. industrial park and stole almost 200,000 chocolate Cadbury Easter eggs <laughs> has pled guilty. <laughs> Joby Poole. Joby, age 32, used a metal grinder to break through a gate at an industrial park in Telford on Saturday, then used a stolen semi-truck to tow away Cadbury cream eggs and other chocolate goods worth around $38,000. Poole pled guilty to all of the charges. This guy really liked Cadbury eggs. Over 200,000 chocolate Easter eggs. I would think it would be easier to sell drugs than it would to sell illicit candy. Like I think it would be you would. There's an easier market to tr- to transact in drugs than there is black market Cadbury eggs. Like I don't think there's a market for black market Cadbury eggs. DJ, I don't think you're going to like Seven Eleven. You're familiar with the local crime scene. Is there a black market for Cadbury eggs? I in don't. Norman? I don't. Not that I've heard. No, I don't believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're probably right yeah, about that. Yeah, I think you're selling stacks of cocaine before you're selling a, <laughs> even one carton of Cadbury eggs. Right. You know? Right. I, just think so. I think so. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Significantly different. The pricing would be, but still, but, make a good Well, point. even then, that's my point. You're probably getting $1,000 for a kilo, and you probably can't get $10 for a case of... What if it was at one of these uh, local establishments that we have all over the place now? You mean all over the place? Yeah. You mean every other place like in Oklahoma? pairing. Right in the middle of the Bible Belt <laughs> in the most conservative state in the world? Wouldn't... Like if you had a little Cadbury egg display You're in right. those shops... I didn't even think about that. that Maybe that's like where you go. Glove, Maybe right? that's where you go. Snacky snacks? Maybe he was going to transport him to Oklahoma, <laughs> and it was just going to be pre-snack, post I think everything's supposed to look good after that, right? Oh, my gosh. Holy crap. And that's the news for this February the 16th. We'll take a break back at Brown O'Haver right after this. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. R.K. Black, been in business since 1952, helping medium and small-sized businesses right here in Kansas and Oklahoma. 
fax, printer, scanner, document management. They are your solution for your office. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Are the softball teams on Flow Sports this weekend? Or are they uh, ESPN Plus? Uh, Flow Sports, I believe, is the answer on that. Um, it doesn't list here on the schedule, but I see here uh, a link. So, yeah. I'm look at, looking at Flow Sports. Flow Sports? For the Getterman Classic, I believe. Okay. So. Uh, sorry about that, sir. Whoever was texting. They did not want that. Uh, Alabama and Oklahoma. Flow are- Sports is expensive, man, for the limited number like you need them really one month out of the year or i do anyway right these early season baseball and softball games is all i need flow sports for and they know it so they stick it to you for that one month and then it's really hard to unsubscribe from it's like 30 bucks a month or something like that they make the process difficult you mean yeah, like I thought I, I last year I remember thinking I've unsubscribed from this and then I'd get a charge and then I'd call them and then it was just a whole it was a headache to try to get out of it. But yeah. Unfortunately, there will be some baseball games coming up. I think the Frisco Classic is Flow Sports and and these early season softball games as well. Uh someone's saying uh Sofia Vergara um as a comparison, uh, Selma okay. Hayek uh, is another one here. I just don't think, like an international, like she was the Tiger Woods of her day. Mm-hmm. Like there just isn't one of those. Like Pam Anderson, maybe. Right. Yeah, I don't know if we. I don't ago. know if we have one of those iconic mm-hmm. uh, symbols right now. No. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, attending OU fans are going to be shocked by the behaviors of SEC fans. That's from Yardbird Richard. Um, I don't think so. They've been around a lot of them throughout different, over the years, different bowl games or like you mentioned with Ole Miss or. It is possible. I mean, we, we have been around Texas Tech fans and we have been around LSU fans and we've been around some vibrant and sometimes vulgar fan bases before so shocked i don't know but i do remember like uh at the college world series last year when the old miss fans came flooding in i was like holy cow i mean this is just i think it's the number it's next it's the volume. level yes it's, it's the volume imagine if you had okay so how, how many people does texas tech seat 50 for football i think it's 50 to 60 it's okay, not 56 it's not more than 60 yeah but you're talking 80 in a lot of these stadiums yeah. in, in the Southeast Conference. Yeah. There's a lot of big stadiums right. in the Southeast Conference, and the, with the tailgating, every, it's going to be the sheer volume of disgusting fans that you're going to have to be around. It will be next level. Yeah. But it'll be fun, too. It'll be fun. If we're winning, it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I think it's Cindy Crawford. I know she wasn't an actress. Cindy Crawford, like, good one, yeah. For us, for our age. Yeah. So I can't speak to what. The Pepsi commercial? Yeah, yeah. So she wasn't necessarily an actress, but Cindy Crawford was kind of the Raquel Welch for guys our age. Gotcha. That's probably where I'd put Raquel Welch. Okay. What else you got, T? Um, Chris Rich three one six says our fans better not become jackholes just because other programs fans are. We have a standard. Chris, uh, Chris Rich. Other fan bases think that of you too now. <laughs> like, 
whoever the fan base is, they don't think they act that way. It's everyone else. LSU fans think that they're perfectly yeah. normal. Mm. You know, Alabama no, fans think, think they're perfectly normal. Uh, I think LSU, Arkansas, I think, maybe. I think LSU fans pride themselves on being abnormal. I think they know that they are off their rock. But that abnormal for LSU fans is normal, is what I'm saying. That that's their normal. Well, that's yeah. So no one sees themselves as a fan base as being uh, rude or over the top. It's have always ever, like other people you deal with. Have you ever gone to? I'm trying to think of a good it, read another text. I gotta I gotta finish out this analogy in my head. Uh, let's read see text here. Um, <laughs> I don't. How, I'm curious. How does Brown O'Haver get paid? <laughs> Fair question. Well, well, we can answer that. Uh, Brown O'Haver gets paid by taking out a, a small percentage of your of your insurance claim. So if if you don't get paid, we don't get paid. It's very very simple. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we're going to take a little it cut. It behooves you to get them money. We are motivated by every single dollar we get you because if we don't get you an extra dollar, we don't get an extra cut. It's that simple. So, yeah, it's no money up front, no risk to you. If you don't get paid, we don't get paid. But it kind of reminds me back to the thing. Like the OSU, like when we went to Ohio State, I get a feeling that it's a lot of it's going to be like that. All right. So before the game, mm-hmm. Ohio State fan was awesome. They were so nice. Sure. Oh, we're so happy y'all came up here. Let me buy you a beer. This is great. This is amazing. Oklahoma fan, we're you know, we're both blue bloods, blah, blah, blah. We're so great. This is what a great game we're playing. Da 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 da. Until we won. Walking out of that stadium, they were horrible. Walking down that main street, terrible. They turned into some of the worst, most obnoxious fans that you'd ever been around the minute. We won. What other? And I imagine there were some things that happened within the stadium that led to the anger. I'm guessing. Yeah, Talk about what he would just uh, uh, Chris just talked about with how uh, fan bases see one another. Uh, Yeah, that's how they saw Baker Mayfield at that point. Hey, no, listen, no strong agreement. But even then, some of those guys didn't even know that it happened yet. Right? That's we're walking out of the stadium. The flag plant, you don't even know that it necessarily happened. But, yes, I hear you. But that's kind of how I feel. Like, we're going to go – let's pick try to pick the most innocuous SEC team. I don't know. Kentucky football, right? I mean, they, they're they going to be great. We're going to go visit Kentucky, and it's going to be like, oh, man, these guys are great, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we're going to be like, man, Kentucky's awesome. This is – Lexington's great. What a great town. Until we beat them, and then they're going to be like just miserable, horrible people to be around. And you're, you're going to be like, man, I really hate a Kentucky fan. What of the other – like big non-conference games we've had recently, like the Ohio State game, have you been to? I had that was the big, that that was the I was only one. Wondering if you had it. Well, similar the experiences. Game. The Houston game, they were pretty awful at Houston when they beat us in the in our well, But they're I think terrible. That's just the city. Yeah. Oh, Houston's <laughs> terrible. They have to <laughs> live in Houston. They're always angry. When we were talking about whether the Big Twelve was going to screw OU on the scheduling by them not making us go to Houston or even having to play Houston, I mean, talk about a win! My goodness, Jeez mm-hmm. Louise! If we'd have had to go to Houston. If oh. you get uh, four, your first four SEC destinations on the road, what are you hoping for? What's the what's the best four draw you could? Because we're going to have Texas on a neutral site, four home, four away. I would assume. But give me so, the four road places you most would want to go in year one. Oh, in year. So do you want it like a balanced? I, I think no. You, I'm just like. I'm not worried about how good of a football team they are necessarily as much as these are the four places that would be the most fun to go. Ole Miss, LSU, Georgia, and Florida. 
I think that's your Ole Miss. Good, they got the Grove. Yeah. LSU at night. At night. Death Valley. Georgia at two thirty on CBS. Between the hedges. CBS. And, and then the swamp. And then the swamp because they're miserable, horrible people. <laughs> DJ, how would you answer Not that Alabama. Question? The only reason Alabama's not on there is because we've played at Alabama before, and we've played them enough that it, I don't know that the mystique is there. But those, to me, that would be the best four trips. What about you, TJ? Agree four on destinations Ole Miss, in year one. Georgia. I'm going Tennessee. Hmm. I don't know if I want DJ LSU. Wants no part of LSU. Well, I, I don't know if I want LSU or. Um, Bama, which Where do you, that trip which happened, game, you know, but. Which games do you want to call, Toby? Where do you want to go? Mm, LSU at night for sure. Oh, man, that'd be so fun. Um, I just saw the swamp when it was empty. We played baseball there. Very cool stadium. That would be a lot of fun. In November, though. A lot of fun. Not in September. Um, what do you mean? Temperature. Oh, I humidity. got you. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 I got if you. If you could get, like, an early November game, that would be way better than, like, September 23rd or something. That would, oh, my God. Just, like, as far as cool stadiums go in the SEC, like, the swamp is way up there for I me. I agree. Um, Georgia, I don't know. Georgia's really good. They're the two-time defending national champions, and the hedges are the cool aspect of that stadium. The stadium itself is kind of generic, I think. Same with Alabama. Well, that's kind of Atlanta as a state. I mean, they're the Coca-Cola state. You know what I mean? They're just a yeah. very generic yeah. manufactured state. Okay. All right. Um, hmm. So I've got LSU and Florida so far. I loved Rocky Top. Loved it. I cannot wait to go back. I thought the stadium was awesome. I thought the fans were awesome. I thought the river and the Vol Navy and Knoxville as a town and everything about it was cool. So definitely Tennessee. I need one more, huh? Um, Toby mm. loves College Station, so that's his answer there. He yeah. loves Texas A&M and College Station. I can't imagine. If they give us A&M, Missouri, Arkansas, and... I am excited about going back to College Station. Ugh. I wouldn't put that in my top four. Those people are, you know, they're... they're it's Talk about next level. Holy but crap. A game day atmosphere there is special. And being a part of all that crazy stuff that they're doing down there, I do miss it. I like the band and all that kind of stuff that they've got. If we so, could get Jimbo one more year before he gets fired, too, that'd be pretty good. I don't think they can afford to fire him with you those ranches and all years, that kind of stuff. That's what I'm saying, in a couple years. I still need one more. LSU, Florida, Tennessee. Um, okay, you, heard, you, you wouldn't want to go to Vanderbilt. No. You don't want to go to Kentucky. No. South Carolina, it's beautiful. No. Uh, who's that leave us? Uh, Auburn, Auburn, Mississippi State. No, I, uh, Auburn's. I'm dreading a trip to Auburn because I got to call the game from the end zone. Mississippi State. That didn't do anything for me. Did I you? think I, I. I look forward to seeing Zach Selman again, but I think the. Uh, I think the uh, the Grove. No, the bells. The the, yeah, the cow cowbells bells are going to give me a headache. I think. Arkansas. How about that? Ugh. Arkansas. That's going to be fun. Ugh. I don't know. Yeah. Woo pig suey, and it'll get pretty old quick. I guess I'll say I guess I'll say Texas A and M. I do I do miss over Ole Miss. Did you have Ole Miss on there? Yeah. Over the Grove. Well, I'm next not to going the, to next I'm to not, the Faulkners. I'm not going to be in the Grove. Like, you can walk Lane through Kiff, it though Lane on the Kiffin? way to pregame or whatever. I guess. I mean, 
the stadium. You would choose College Station over at I'm least. I'm talking a- in stadium atmosphere. Ole Miss is not anything. Dude, Texas A&M wasn't anything last year. But when Oklahoma comes to town, it'll be special. Uh, everything about Ole Miss is the tailgate. I hope scene. I hope A and M is one of those teams that we don't get that we get scheduled to go there like once every ten years. Yeah. Like oh, we haven't played in A and M since twenty twenty. You know, whatever. Great, perfect. I don't ever want to play there. It's crazy though, man. They're, They're so horrible. nuts down there with the swaying and the singing and all that oh, kind of stuff. Man. And it is it's pretty, it's kind of fun to play a road care. game there. Mm-hmm. Break time. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Chris Plank texted me, I always crack up when people think you actually get to enjoy tailgating. <laughs> True. Oh no! I just meant with the yeah. uh, with Ole Miss, the Grove and stuff. You could just you could walk through it at least. Like, I, I would like to see a party it. Sure, have a hot yeah. toddy or anything. I want to see what the scene is like there for sure. It's so legendary. Um, no, I look forward to I look forward to all of them. Honestly, even Vanderbilt, Vandy, you can wear your boots, man. Oh, no doubt. I'll call that game in boots. Um, Vandy's baseball stadium and basketball arena are really bizarre. I think their football stadium is, I don't know anything abnormal about it. The baseball stadium has a giant wall in left field, super short porch, giant monster wall. And the basketball arena, the benches are on the end, and you're up on a stage. And uh, I think the coaches hate it, but it is odd. It's different. So any new arena, stadium, baseball, football, basketball, all those kind of things I'm fascinated by. You know, TJ, when I, when I travel and there's ever an opportunity to take, like, uh, campus tours of their facilities. I always like to do that. And I'm a big stadium arena person. I, so the opportunity to get to see, what is this, uh, 14 times 3, 42 new stadiums and arenas over the next few years is going to be, well, I guess I've seen some of them, but I'm excited. Alice just texted me, and which thanks for listening, Alice Young. Good morning, Alice. But she just texted me and said, I didn't know you hated A&M so much. And this comes as a shock to me. Like, where has she been? You know what I mean? And I know A&M's been out of the conference and everything, but, like, I just want to make it very clear to everybody out there, I very, very, very much hate A&M. And have always hated A&M. Right. From, like, when I lived in Texas, I hated A&M. Then with Oklahoma, I hated A&M. like she doesn't even know you, John. I dude, I don't even understand. This we feels just, like it's going to be a fight. Later. We had no. It's not a fight. It's like, what am I doing to communicate? Like maybe I don't communicate You're as a man or something. Well yeah, as a husband, I just don't communicate because I feel like she should know that A and M sucks. They are the epitome of what's wrong with college football. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with athletics? What's wrong with the way people monopolize things uh, in their lives? A and Texas, the entire state of Texas, everything. A and M is a terrible, horrible, incestuous pseudo-military joke of a place, and I don't even understand it. I don't even understand it. But the, the question we had before us was not, what fan base do you enjoy and would like to visit their stadium? 
or call a game at their stadium. That was not the question. I don't like any of these places. I just I think it's fun to call a game at a and It seems like you like them a little bit, but that's fine. I don't <laughs> like them. <laughs> I don't understand how you can talk positively about it. We beat them in baseball twice at the College World Series. That was a lot of Dude, fun. Dude, for the most part, we owned them in football. That's not the point. The point is they're just terrible. And, like, them going 4-8 and eight was or whatever they went last year was awesome. It was, like, Glorious. one of the – it yeah. was the only salve – on our losing season this year. It was the only thing just that made me feel a little bit more alive on Sunday was to see that they too lost and and two inferior opponents. Brown O'Haver always um, takes pride in being a part of the Norman and Moore community, right? Yes. So what do you got going on right well, now? Well, we just we got the opportunity to sponsor, be one of the uh, presenting sponsors at the Bridges of Norman prom. They do a prom every year. Um, Alice and I were out of town, so we didn't get to go, but a lot of our employees did get to go. They danced the night away. Really? But Bridges and Norman is an awesome organization. It is. Where, and I, yeah, y'all have had them on air yeah. before and stuff, and um, they, uh, they, do, they, do, they create living spaces for um, homeless teens to be able to live, go to school in high school, have an address, have a permanent place, and it really kind of provides a grounding point for some of these um, at-risk teens and we've lately found out that they're going to be expanding into more and, and doing the same sort of thing for uh, more public cool. schools because, you know, they have to be able to have in order, you know, you need to live in the school district to make it a real clean thing. So to, to be able to help the uh, kids in more that are having some of the same issues, uh, that's their next likely expansion point. So, yeah, check out Bridges of Norman, especially if maybe if you're a more business like we are. And maybe you, you know, maybe you only support more business. We support more and Norman business, uh, you know, charities. But if you're a more business and you think you're looking for a te- uh, place to support Bridges of Norman and soon to be Bridges of Moore or, is a great organization to be uh, partnered with. I'm being told we, uh, we're a Bridges uh, prom sponsor as well. So when are you go? Really? We work together on that. There you go. Outstanding. You guys ready for uh, you know the high school dances and proms in your not-too-distant future? Um, so Marjorie had um, – Alice signed Marjorie up just as my 11-year-old sixth grader for etiquette class, mm. which, of course, happened in Edmond. Surprise, surprise. Like, apparently, that's the only place you can learn manners is that, in Edmond, they're Oklahoma. The only appropriate But uh, anyway, the, the culminating event was at Gallardia. Ooh. Oh. And everybody had to dress up. Was TJ there? And then there was dancing. Mm-hmm. And the kids danced. And as a, I was a chaperone. Me and my wife were a chaperone. And watching her dance with these little soon-to-be frat boys, you know, was about as much as I could stand. I appreciate. Did you sneak in eighteen while you were out there? Oh, it was so. It was so. Oh, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I wanted to so bad. It looked so good. Jeffrey got to play Gallardi in college a couple times. Really? Yeah. That uh, I think it's uh, UCO hosts uh, hosts the tournament at Gallardia, and so they got to got to play Gallardia a couple times. That was. It was, uh, yeah, it's a great track, but it was miserable. No, I'm not looking towards the highway. I couldn't even stand this little 11-year-old sixth-grade dance. It made me sick. TJ, uh, you got, we still are, we have still not, that hasn't kicked in quite yet, right? I'm trying to delicately get to the topic. We're not. Was Valentine's Day um, not a big deal for Bronx? Yeah, that's a good way to get to it. Val, we didn't have a Valentine, right? No, but supposedly he has a girlfriend or there's something going on, and I tricked him into really? telling me the other day, and he goes, and after I got it out of him, he said, wait a minute, I didn't tell you about my girlfriend, and I said, I know, it was just the way I phrased it, and you busted yourself, and I said, who is this, and he was telling me, and I said, does she know your, uh, she's your girlfriend, he goes, well, she asked me, I didn't ask her, I said, so 
So is this official? He goes, I don't know what it is. So that's the stage we're in. <laughs> it's hard for me I've to got know. a boy. It's it's not it's totally different for me. I've got a boy, so it's like, yeah, whatever. I, I, I have a traumatic experience from Valentine. Can I share this? Yeah, please. So in the sixth so my my Alice in front of the girls said, you know, what are you gonna tell the what do you tell you got any advice for the girls on Valentine's Day now that you know they're in middle school and things are getting do more they serious? Have- gentleman quarter yeah and the whole yeah. deal oh yeah plenty it's disgusting and so i was like well let me tell you when i was in the sixth grade i had a crush on a girl and she got me a chocolate bar and it was all wrapped up really pretty like with a wrap and like you know like a heart on the outside and i was so excited like it was the greatest moment of my life to that point and she was like go ahead take a bite of it it's awesome and I took a bite of this chocolate bar, and it was a piece of soap wrapped in chocolate. Oh, come on. And it was the <laughs> shocking, most traumatic experience ever. It was terrible. So I told how, my daughters. How long did you not trust women after that? I don't know. I mean, have you ever still to this no, day? I, I'm skittish around my wife. Like, it's just like, oh, I'm sure I'm sure this is something that I should try to eat. So I just told them, be careful of whatever gifts they get. That it could be wrapped, it could be soap wrapped in chocolate, and um, I've been tempted to this all this conversation over the last couple of days. I've been tempted. I still have this. I actually have this girl's number. I've been tempted to text her and ask her if she remembers that. And I don't know if it would be more traumatic to know that she remembers it and it's like one of her great accomplishments, or she has no idea that that ever happened and she's completely forgot it. I don't know which would hurt me more. Hmm. Boy, that's a hard story to hear. Well, I think it's an important lesson for the kids out there. Just, you know, guard your heart. Watch out. Guard your heart. Watch out for chocolates. Yeah. You wonder where all this hate comes from from the SEC? Yeah. (laughs) It's all right there. Chris Plank joins us to wrap it up next. We're at Brown O'Haver. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. It is time for the crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Crossover time, Thursday, February 16. Wrapping it up here at Brown O'Haver as we welcome in now Chris Plank, who I assume will be en route to Waco today. Good morning, Plank. That's right, Toby. That is right. How are you today, man? On the way to Waco, Good. coming up. Um, after Brent Venables presser today, so should be good. That's right. Get to hear from all the new guys today, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. I um, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. I don't know where we'll all sit, but I'm very excited about it. No, I'm kidding. I think they're going to do some of it. What um, outside of the press area? So Coach Venables is slated to talk at 1:45 today. So we'll. We'll have him for everybody on the network. Should be first time you've heard from Coach Venables since the Peyton Bowen flip. First time we've heard from Coach Venables since, what, the the SEC becomes official in 2024. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a big day, man. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to hear from Um, And then I have heard a lot of the local media talking about how excited they are that he's making everybody available, which is uh, that's pretty cool. I so think it's really cool. We'll- yeah, I, I think it's really cool, Toby. Especially, it's a little you know, shocking, beyond shocking. But I think it it shows you, you know, that he there's a trust there, right? I mean, it's like he's bringing these guys in. Uh, what did he say? Loud to coach say last year we he didn't play. We didn't hear from Marvin Mims until what after the Cotton Bowl his the freshman year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I was chasing Caleb Williams down a hall just past midnight, trying to even get like one word with him uh, after his freshman year. So, and first year on campus. So it was, it was, it's really cool. I think it's good for the fans because, you know, there are stories to be told for all these guys beyond just, Hey, I love football. I want to play football. I'm here to be in Oklahoma sooner, right? There's, you know, different things they're into or maybe different paths they've taken. And I think it's really cool for, uh, for the media to note, and then more specifically for the fans to get those stories. And Toby, very selfishly, it allows you and I to know a little bit more so we can tell more no. of those stories on broadcast. So I'm really pumped about it, man. I'm, thank you. Thank you to uh, you know yes. Coach Venables for making it possible and how for set it all up because this will be a really, really cool day, I think. No, I, I agree completely with you. I understand wanting to protect freshmen who have a lot on their plate the old adage is drinking out of a fire hydrant and there's a lot coming at them and to try to just let's save you from media responsibilities when you're going through all this i get it and i would imagine they'll still try to protect them going forward to uh to some extent but this is a good time right now when there's not a lot of that going on and a lot of these guys do have good stories we can get it out there fans get to know them fans get to like them some of the transfers that are coming in and all that kind of stuff uh, to get some publicity and press about your team and to get the fan base fired up, I think it is a, a great idea. And uh, there's just a, there's a tad bit too much secrecy in the sport of college football as it is. So Don't I you like think this it has anytime. to be a coach's approach going forward with NIL and being able to sign endorsement deals and do media That's a good on your point, own TJ. and podcasts? And, I mean, Don't they can close do what they me want. out. Right, right. Yeah. So I think, really I think all point. coaches need to, to probably shift to this thought process. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good point. Uh, 16 days into the second month of, the, of God, 2023, yes, TJ, finally. Yes! There's the first good point yes! of 2023. That's a good one. <laughs> Who are you most intrigued to hear from today of the newcomers? And why is the answer Peyton Bowen? Um. Yeah, I mean, we all want to know that story. Yeah, we all want to know that story. Is Desan McCullough uh, there today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think he, in my mind, has the chance to make the biggest immediate impact. And um, so that whole story with his brother involved and everything, I'd kind of like to know more about that. So that might be my answer. Chris, have a great show today. Safe travels down to Waco, buddy. Thanks, man. Get ready for a big week, and Toby, can't wait to listen to you. Thanks to John and Alice for hosting us again today here at Brown O'Haver. I got Rudy's tonight, so come on out, have dinner with us. We have shows at 6 and 7. Have a great Thursday, everybody.